minutes or so we'll look back on a week where the row of the National Maternity Hospital rumbled on Sinn Féin won a historic victory in the Northern Ireland Assembly election Vladimir Putin's victory parade flopped and Peter Andre found himself dragged into the Wagner Christie libel trial this is the standout 7 from the Smart 7 Ireland edition and don't forget to hit the follow button to get daily updates at 7am There'd be much speculation about what Russian President Vladimir Putin would do on Victory Day, the 9th of May, as he hosted a military parade in Red Square. Some experts had expected a declaration of victory or an escalation, perhaps even a mobilisation of additional troops or a formal declaration of war in Ukraine. Instead, he resorted to recycling of conspiracy theories about Nazis in Ukraine to justify the special operation, but made no new announcements. Everything suggested that a clash with neo-Nazis, nationalists, who the United States and their little friends backed would be inevitable. Meanwhile, US Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines testifying before the Senate warned that if President Putin feels there's an existential threat to Russia, he could escalate his nuclear threat. But she says overall, he's still sticking to plan A. We assess President Putin is preparing for a prolonged conflict in Ukraine during which he still intends to achieve goals beyond the Donbass. We assess that Putin's strategic goals have probably not changed. The consequences of Russia's war in Ukraine continue to unfold this week. It's Finland's president and prime minister have now confirmed they want to join NATO without delay, less than 24 hours after signing a new security pact with Britain. Sweden is also expected to announce a similar decision within days. It comes as Russia has threatened to take retaliatory steps if its neighbour Finland becomes a NATO member. But the Finnish prime minister says Russia themselves caused the decision. We would like to maximise our security in way or another. And last but by no means least, there was an unexpected U2 concert as Bono and the Edge turned up to play in a Kiev metro station with local band and soldiers anti-teller. Surely they've suffered enough, Bono. Health Minister Stephen Donnelly appeared before the Oireachtas Health Committee on Wednesday to answer questions on the National Maternity Hospital and the ongoing row over the ownership of the property. He began by acknowledging that Ireland's track record on women's reproductive rights is poor. Women are therefore rightly demanding that when it comes to our new National Maternity Hospital, there can be no religious involvement. He insisted, however, that there will be no interference from the religious order and that there will be a clear requirement that all services be carried out. We're not just saying that the new hospital can provide provide all services. We are saying that they must provide all services. Obstetrician and expert witness Mary Higgins says that a full range of reproductive health care, including terminations, currently take place on the St. Vincent site. I really, really dislike this assumption that there's there's nuns out there who are going to somehow mind influence me to stop me providing the care. It is disrespectful to our beliefs as doctors, as midwives and as nurses. The committee have now written to the minister requesting a delay on any decision until the St. Vincent's group can attend a hearing. consequences of Russia's war on Ukraine continue to unfold as Finland's president and prime minister have confirmed they want to join NATO without delay, less than 24 hours after signing a new security pact with Britain. Sweden is also expected to announce a similar decision within days. It comes as Russia has threatened to take retaliatory steps if its neighbour Finland becomes a NATO member. But the Finnish prime minister says Russia themselves caused the decision. We would like to maximise our security in way or another. Former British Army officer Louise Jones is the head of intelligence 
Collins at Mackenzie Intelligence Analysis. She explained to Sky News how this might play out. Really good question. So this is a really bad day for President Putin. He did not want this to happen. He's essentially driven a neutral member to join NATO. A well-known Israeli-American journalist working for Al Jazeera was shot and killed on Wednesday while covering a raid by Israeli forces in the West Bank. Shireen Abu Akla was shot in the head while her producer was wounded, even though she was wearing a flak jacket which clearly set press on it. The Israeli government initially blamed Palestinian gunmen, but testimony from her producer and others doesn't match that claim. Tamira Al-Mashal of Al Jazeera says the eyewitness accounts make clear what happened. Based on the eyewitnesses and the journalists, it's clear for us that it's a brutal murder. It's assassination. The Israeli occupation assassinated in cold blood uh, our correspondent Shireen Abu Akhl. Still to come on the Smart 7 Ireland edition, Peter Andre gets droppy about his sausage and there's a brand new Doctor Who on the way right after this. You're listening to the Smart 7 Ireland edition. If you're enjoying it, you might also like the original Smart 7. Just search and follow us on your favourite podcast platform. Tuesday marked the start of the so-called Wagatha Christie libel trial. It sees Rebecca Vardy suing Colleen Rooney over the famed Instagram detective post. Colleen accused Rebecca of selling stories from her private insta to the media in a dramatic post back in 2019 that said it's dot 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 Rebecca Vardy's account. Rebecca denies the story and is suing for libel over untrue and unjustified accusations which means seven days of high drama as the case plays out. Day one saw the Rooney house referred to as a Morrison mansion and poor old Peter Andre referred to as... <coughs> A small chipolata. Sky News reporter Bethany Minnell was in court. As far as money goes, these people don't need to win any money. And that's lucky because they're not going to. You know, this is all about, you know, damages. It's about reputation. Peter Andre wasn't taking the chipolata thing well. He used his social media on Thursday to respond, asserting that in fact he was closer to a sky remote than a tiny sausage. Oh, and also to ask the world to stop making chipolata jokes. I've took it for 15 years, but it is a serious matter. And even though, you know, some of you are going to go, oh, get over it, don't say anything, whatever. You've got to understand when it goes on and on and being brought up. And what's even worse, is it's brought up in a high court. Next month, we'll see the US Congress hold public hearings into the events of January 6th when Donald Trump supporters rioted at the Capitol building. In the meantime, though, more and more stories of the madness of the Trump era continue to emerge. The latest to spill the beans to 60 Minutes was former Defence Secretary Mark Esper, who says the former president had some interesting suggestions on how to deal with Mexican drug cartels. The president pulls me aside on at least a couple occasions and suggests that maybe we have the US military shoot missiles into Mexico. He talked him out of the missile plan, but Trump also had some other suggestions, particularly when it came to the Black Lives Matter protests. Can't you just shoot them? Just shoot them in the legs or something. And he's suggesting that that's what we should do, that we should bring in the troops and shoot the protesters. Sunday afternoon saw a big surprise for Doctor Who fans as the 14th Doctor was announced via social media. The new Doctor will be Judy Gatwa, who was the star of Netflix Sex Education, which he was BAFTA nominated for. He's the first black and LGBTQ Doctor and Russell T Davies, who's returning as showrunner for the next season of Doctor Who, said his audition was blazing. Judy was on the BAFTA red carpet and he's really excited about his new TARDIS-based job. It feels really amazing and it's a, it's a true honour. This role is an, it's an institution and it's so... I Iconic and it means a lot to so many people, including myself. So I feel very grateful to have had the baton handed over and I'm going to try to do my best. 
This has been the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Wherever you're listening, do us a favor and hit the follow button. We're back Monday morning at 7 a.m. Have yourselves a great weekend. Written, produced, and published by Daft Dogs. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.